0: From the stash, where reality and podcast collide within the music industry, with your host James Davis McAllister.
1: From the stash!
0: Podcast! Welcome back to another From the Stash podcast. It's your host James Davis McAllister, and today. Back on that interview grind, I guess, you know, here we are. No, uh, I have a very special guest. Someone's very special to me, uh, brother to me. um,
1: uh,
0: uh, Somebody keeps me in line. Long story short, his name's Tyler Bowman, a.k.a. Robin the Plug. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us where you're from?
1: Yo, what's up? It's Robin the Plug. I'm from West Salem, Ohio.
0: Where the fuck is that?
1: That's the middle of nowhere. That's Amish country. I mean, right. I live in the hickety doo like in bum-fucked Egypt, but...
0: West Salem, man, That sounds like a fucking horror film.
1: It is. It really is. It's the woods, fields, children of the corn, all that shit. Because yeah. I got Salem, Ohio down the road from me. So,
0: well, anyways, um, why, like, why don't you tell them why we're here today? Uh, you know, and again, anyone who listens to this knows there's no scripts with this shit, but just an open conversation with uh, my buddy here. So,
1: what, what's up? Uh, so we're here to support some artists at the. Uh, at the outpost but what we're actually in the parking
0: lot of the outpost and as y'all know i I have a very unorthodox way of recording i don't do all that bougie bougie shit but i actually met like yourself like what are you doing on the podcast today well what are we here for like why don't you let them know what you got in store here you got a lot of shit coming up man like i had a co-headlining tour. like talk about
1: it yeah for sure i got a big ass tour coming up with flames oh god uh we're hitting all sorts of cities, Atlanta, Las Vegas, Myrtle about, beach, Myrtle beach. We're, we're going Pittsburgh. All, almost Columbus. All, almost all across North America. Like it's a really Atlanta, big tour for yeah, me. Yeah, it is. You know, and Robin, uh, I'm going
0: to call him Tyler guys, because that's his name. So, but you know, our name is Robin plug now, Tyler. Um, how did we meet? Like, how did you and I, like, you want to talk about that? Like how our relationship even developed?
1: Yeah. So, I caught you. Um, I caught you talking to another artist about uh, mental health. You said that mental health is really important for the artist that you're looking over and shit. And at when the I vault. heard that, yeah, yeah, at the vault, at the vault. I think it was. Uh, it 20,
0: was April 2019? 3rd. Yeah, it was 2019. It was April third. Yep.
1: To- yep. Uh, 2021. No,
0: it's 2021. April third. Uh, 2021,
1: the No Curfew Tour. Yep. And and so I approached you and I was like, Hey, I heard you like, you you care about artists' mental hair- health and um, uh, I. That I was the first time we talked, but ultimately, re- remember we we had forgot your
0: set. Remember? Yeah, I was. That I was when you was come worried, up to me. Yeah,
1: I was worried about performance. So he was too. the last
0: one to perform, and it was packed. anyway, regardless, but you know, long story short, I, we, we I fell in love. I was like, holy shit, who the hell is this? Because guys, you go listen to yourself, though. Y'all know I don't talk no shit. This dude's one of the most unique artists I've ever heard, and I am not saying rap because he's not a rap artist. He is a recording artist. This dude is. Oh, you'll hear this new stuff. Uh, the transition from the old, old stuff to your list. I suggest listen to Joker. Uh, it, it's you know it, it. It's just he's like a unicorn, and, and and y'all know me. I don't work with just anybody, but you know, Tyler's the type of person he puts money into himself. He's he's a model artist that a lot of people could model themselves after. Um, he's finally he used to have his own little uh, companies running, which he is building his own brand. However, he was hard-headed at first, right? You yeah, know? I was
1: really hard and protective,
0: and and now you know. In fact, you know, I used to manage Robin. I don't anymore. You know, now he is a part of Heart of Haven partner stuff. But, you know, it you you know you've learned and and talk about that process a little bit, learning and like now you're with Danny. Shout out my my brother Dynasty Danny Holmes, man, I love you. Now he's your manager, and 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 now you know. But talk about like what got you to point like, man, I need to just start listening.
1: Yeah, well, I, really, it was a- after that first show. It like it put a bug in me to like. It's not just recording songs and putting songs out there for people to see. There's a whole process behind that shit, and I had to learn that for Preach. myself because I wasn't I wasn't listening to nobody. So I just I started jumping on any opportunity that I could, started talking to everybody that I could, and just just really grinding away at it and chipping away at it until till you know every show I'm doing a weekend, every show I'm in the studio, I'm I'm doing some sort of move every single day. Um, whether it's my social media presence, whether it's working on a song, but every single day I'm trying to do something with my music. Tell him about it. You're, you're, you're one of the most hardworking artists I've ever met in my life in 20 years
0: of doing this. And that's a big, you know, listen, what he just said, that is literally, you know, that is that is gospel to what, the, what artists need to hear. No, they don't understand, like, I compare it to putting a child, you know, having a child, like, your music, treat it that way. You're not just going to throw it out on the street. You're going to groom it, let it grow. Um, you know, so where would you say from 2021 to now, what's different about you? Like how do you feel your growth has? Do you think that like do you think you're now in a position really truly to take this by the reins and like, you know, go with it full, you know, full full force with letting your team do their jobs and
1: you know, you doing yours? Like you 100% you re- a lot of it is delegating. You have to have a team behind you and you have to know where to give direction to your team like every person needs to have an assignment to make your shit happen so um it, it's just yeah it's it's having that team behind you it's um okay so talk about that with having a team how
0: hard is that to build because you you know you've been scammed just I, as many other us you know have been so like you know, you know, it's been hard for you to trust people and understandably so. So why do you trust myself and Danny? Like what, what, what would make you, you know what I'm saying? Like what makes us different? This isn't to groom myself. This is just a, you know, I really want to know what you, why Danny and I are different than, you know, and Steph for that matter, are different than, you know, all these other people.
1: So I'd always jump on any opportunity and that's how I got scammed so much is because I was a hungry artist willing to jump on any opportunity. I've been probably scammed out of just, you know between five thousand seven thousand yeah. yeah. dollars just trying to grab opportunities but the opportunities that you and danny and uh a couple of other promoters that i've been working with have have presented me have always shown results so now it's like i don't jump on everything and i actually a lot of times i'll send it to you to verify right like, hey is this a legit thing yeah um yeah. What that's, what, what, what he just said, this legit thing, you know, look, reach out to me, James Davis, McAllister,
0: you know, uh, hardhaven, ENT at gmail.com. If anyone has a question about that shit, because what it does and the reason I want to put a stop to it and talk about it and be vocal about it, cause it hurts what I do, you know, and this, you know, I've learned that being 100% transparent in this is the way to be, you know? Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, Tyler's been very honest with me and, and sometimes angry and, and, and rightfully so he's been very expressive to me and that's you know why i you know one reason to work with but to your point that's the thing guys people need a track record like you can google my name my company you see the llc you see the track record it, it, you know when people approach you about things a lot of times if it sounds too good it, it is you know like if it looks like a duck quacks like a duck walks like a duck it's a duck so like would you say that would you say that that
1: being scammed so many times were there is there any moments you were like man fuck this shit i'm done there there was one time um there's an artist i really like token um i got approached about a feature from him and uh i spent two thousand five hundred dollars on a feature from token and when i received that track it was like 30 seconds of this dude that was not token and i i'm Does not going know this N- no well he will. I, I didn't I, know that
0: i'll make sure he finds out about this that's
1: yeah i man i i looked up to tokens, so this was a huge thing for yeah, me yeah he don't like that yeah i just i just broke down man like i i really was about to give it all up there for a second like see man
0: and that's the thing and you know listen i've been anybody who knows this again i'm i'm an artist first and i've been scammed many a times myself out of, of close to a hundred thousand dollars you know over 20 years and you know it's this industry is the most snaky, vile, disgusting fucking thing I've ever been a part of. And I'm not lying, it's worse than a porn industry. And man, I'll tell y'all this right now. Don't make don't try to make music for a living. Just do it as a hobby, it's fun. Don't ever start to take it seriously. If you do want to take it seriously, you have to understand a couple things. One, it's not music anymore. It's entertainment. Two, you no longer in control of what you want to do or what you need to do. You you have to follow suit, so, you know, and Tyler's is to the point where you know, he's realized that, but he, you know, and he's okay with that. You know, he's been, again, fucked over so many times. I'd like to thank our brand beard products for sponsoring this episode from the Stash Podcast. They offer the best. And I mean, and I ain't saying it because they sponsor this damn thing. They offer the best beard, oil products, mustache, skin. I use the, even the body wash. So if you like to twist your mustache tight, like like my stash, you don't know, or you just want to feel silky smooth. This is the guy. Uh, Love you, Josh. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Here's his number, 234-224-4049. Once again, that's 234-224-4049. You can also email at rbrandbeards at gmail.com. That's R-B-R-A-N-D-B-E-A-R-D at at gmail.com. He also has a website, rbrandbeards.com. Once again, I'd like to thank Arbor and Beer Products for sponsoring this episode of From the Stash Podcast. Now back onto the show, folks. Heartbroken so many times, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to evolve and change and do whatever I need to do to fit fit Bill. And you guys will see that with this new music. I mean, my Yeah,
1: my, my new music, especially, like, if if you listen through my whole catalog, you can kind of see as I'm progressing. What, but Friday the 13th, uh, October, right? Is yeah, that going to be the next my, single release? That's going to be the new rollout to the new music, man. And it's all industry. So, like... i I don't with your spin on it though yeah with my original original, spin on it it's industry standard is like i i i feel like i'm hitting that bar as to getting on a radio as to being marketable (laughs) as as to getting uh the fan base that i've always really wanted like and and what and and how do you feel about that
0: truthfully like do you feel like some kind of way like you know because you're very you're very lyrical you're you're like a lyrical gymnast OK, so like is it hard for you to dumb that down in a sense. Like, how do you feel what
1: we're all about? Like, honestly, like it's it's hard at times to not to not like go into things. It's, it's like I'll start writing a big paragraph and I'll just start erasing the fuck out of it. <laughs> oh, and shit. then I'll only come out with two bars from it. But it really is the simpler you can make things. Sometimes the better it sounds. It's not always about being like right. super lyrical <laughs> yeah. or super choppy with it. Yeah. It's it's about that wittiness, right? You want to reach as many
0: demographics as you can. And back to your point of taking a couple bars and it's called, I call it Frankenstein. You know, I'll take five different songs I've written and I Frankenstein them together with the different bars, and like, or or, or you know, verses or rap, whatever rap metal. And so like, all right now a little bit about, more about yourself if you want to develop i know the story if you want to divulge a little bit into it i'd like you to but you don't have to where does robin a plug come from where that what the fuck does it mean where does that name come from you know is this a robin hood play on but how what happened and again you don't have to again i don't want you know
1: yeah so basically <laughs> when i when i was in high school i hit a lick and i i always like since 13 14 years old I i've been rapping and coming from West Salem where you only have Amish all white people, people. (laughs) they did not look kindly on me. It was, it was, uh, constant, you know, just, uh, bantering and dogging and, and insults. And, uh, so like I, I at a very, uh, early point in my career, learned not to give a fuck what people are saying because like, regardless, I'm going to do it. And, um, That'd be so, hard for you, yeah, though, right? Being a white guy, like being yeah, you know, so. and, and and not having any sort of crowd to play to. Well, and I ended up hitting a lick, and um, they burned my house down, and that that was devastating. All my recording equipment, my shoebox full right. of lyrics. Why did you hit the and, lick? though? Tell them why you hit the lick. Uh, the lick, the lick was hit because, uh, <laughs> this guy, he was, uh, peeling the stems off his buds. And he was purposefully, if you, if he saw a gram bag to you, he put the stems in the bag first to get the weight up and only give you like 0. 0.5. And like, it, it wasn't just with the gram <laughs> oh, bag. Sorry, I don't mean that. to laugh at it, but it's kind of
0: comical, isn't it though? When you look back
1: at it, like, yeah, you're literally, literally the Robin Hood of the hood. Yeah. And what I did with the little Robin I, Hood, the, everything that I took, I gave back to to the community i i never charged <laughs> for nothing i just started handing it you, out you
0: know what he told me he says i was tired of seeing my friends shit and i was tired of seeing people getting ripped off i'm like what the fuck man you were psychotic to do that you know he got his house burned down you know and again like you know we, we can move on from it if you want because i again i don't want you self-snitching none of that shit because like you know th- this man's authentic in what he's done and, and and i don't fuck with people that aren't you know and again it's not like he's out here talking about killing people all the time this and third but you know, there's mentions in the songs, and all. I'll say is that, that it may be real, or it might not be. Um, you know, but
1: you know, yeah. And it's not to say like I keep hitting licks, but I feel like hitting that lick and yeah. getting my house burned down. That that name is what I was you, able to take you're it away. You're a steppa. From it. You're a certified steppa. Is a, is what it's called. You've, you know. Now, were you ever in a game? Did
0: you ever claim anything? And and if so, how'd you get out of it? Is it scary to be out of it? Or you know, like what what's that like?
1: Yeah, I was. Um, I was a part of. Um, Heartless felons. Okay. And, uh, did they have a set or were they just our own? Like, you know, were they a part they, of blood? But, you know, I think they were, crap. they were just trying to develop a set in my gotcha. area okay, coming gotcha. from the city, trying to get okay. a market out there. Okay. And, uh, it, it kind of started divulging and, and, and like dividing up and, uh, they ended up sending me up to Cleveland to, to get my heart check. And I, I properly got stomped out and everything. Uh, so your heart check—that was the,
0: the, uh, your initiation, then, right? Is that what you're saying? Like your—that's you, how they worded it, like so, the, like
1: the heart check. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah to get in. Okay, that's interesting. Do, like, yeah, no, no, checks. I know that. right,
0: right, right, right. yeah, I, I'm aware of the initiation type of thing. Like you know, we we're talking we we're talking about you being jumped, which we'll talk about here shortly. But so, okay. All right. All right. We'll move on from that. You know, but anyway, that's, I'm sorry to laugh at you about that. Cause it's not like funny, but it is right. If you look, that's like, come on,
1: dude. Yeah. Cause there's, and, look, there's honestly no reason I should have been involved. Look at you, bro. And it's no
0: offense to you. You're a very handsome man. Yeah. But like this dude's got, you know, these, these, these teacher glasses, you know, very, very quote, quote unquote dorky white dude. Right. So it's just kind of funny, you know, <laughs> like to look at you and just think like, you're just skinny as me, you know, just to think that, you know so that's just to me it's just comical it's uh, literally almost comic book worthy um now all right to that point now you were you were jumped in july of this year at at, uh, a venue here in Kent, ohio where we're at now and um you know i know i didn't have anything to do with that or anything like that but how did that make you feel like did it almost take you back to because they're lucky that you weren't packing I'll just put it to him that way. Whoever did this is lucky that you weren't fucking carrying heat straight to fuck up. And they're also lucky that no one else is there, but tell us like, if you don't mind, I mean like maybe share and, and and maybe we can explain how people not to do what you did. Right. You know, be alone shit like that. If you want to talk about it, we don't have to.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically I, I, I was sitting outside of the venue, uh, just kind of trying to cool off before my drive home i was a little inebriated and as i was walking to my car i got swiped from the side and i squared up with them and uh we're we're swinging fists for a second and i just told him like i'm trying to get to my car i got him at bay to where like we were probably five feet apart and then more people came up out of nowhere and were you like the last one to leave pretty much
0: pretty much yeah i was the
1: last person now
0: now Ah, we won't even get in now I won't even bring that up we're not going to bring that up in this this is the introduction but, but, you,
1: but it, it definitely um, it gave were, me a too, new were I you appreciate- packing though were you heating in the car yeah, like no, at that no, time no though? no no
0: oh, Matt, you it, wish you in were the, in the car. I'm glad
1: you didn't oh oh in the oh. car in the car yeah but I, I couldn't I couldn't have got to the car if I oh, wanted not. to Did, was that your first thought though
0: yeah yeah you know, all I got to say is if, if it just so happens, if anybody that's listening to this, did that, I'm going to listen. And this ain't a threat. This is a promise. I swear to God, I'm going to eat you. And, and this is the problem I have with that. Two, I have two issues with it but that I won't get into, but I will get into one. This is why people view the rap industry and rap scene the way they do. I have never had an issue at a single one of my shows, man. And like the point, my, my lesson to all you artists out there, especially white rappers, and, and I'll just say that, especially don't travel alone ever, never ever and if you can bring a friend of color with you and that's just the way it is i hate to be this way and i hate to talk this way but it's the goddamn truth of the reality of how things are right now that's just the 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 forecast of it right you know like right now you know uh we're we're at we're at uh, the outpost shout out to shay you know uh shout out oh yeah you know we're here we're two of what four caucasians which i'm fine with however it is something to be mindful of because you've got to understand that a lot of the younger Black youth, right, look at, uh, and we'll move on for this. Look at people like myself as a devil, and they should look at me as a devil, right? The way we've done nothing but you know persecute them. So you got to keep that in the back of your head, white rappers, and respect that, and realize that you are in a territory that is not yours. Number one, it's not your culture. It's not it. And, and respect that. So even if you are, if you decide you're going to travel alone, no show, number one, don't be inebriated like this mister here. But number two, make sure you're leaving in, 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 at a, at an appropriate time, you know, and stuff like that. Cause this shit happens in metal shows too, you know? So again, I don't want to make it about race or anything, but I'm just saying, you know, for all my, you know, white rappers out there man it's just just a way any rapper really for that matter because you you also have people there that are looking I mean you you usually dress nice you know you have a lot of you you
1: you don't carry cash with you but you you spend money yeah and and I'm normally handing out uh handing out drinks and making sure everyone's having a good time yeah it should be very very careful you know because you could have got killed yeah and that's what i was going to say is like it did give me a whole different appreciation of life because i was found in the streets knocked out like a, a cop found me just laying in the street probably 2 hours after you know jesus so um jesus, i'm i'm lucky man. to be alive you are you really truly are and
0: what you know i'm proud of you I'm more revengeful of this and so see you just, you're over it. And, and, and that's why that that's what showed me your growth too. I was just like, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm very proud of you, you know, because at the end of the day, I feel bad for those, those, they're young men, obviously I feel bad for those young men, because I can never imagine what they've been through. I can never imagine why they even thought to do that. Right. You know, it's a normalcy to them and, and, and that's sad, you know? So at the end of the day, it is sad and, and good on you, man, for, for, you know, being the way you are about it because you can easily turn the other cheek and, and, and be racist about it, be, you know, a dick about it, be revengeful, but instead you're turning the other cheek and what's good about it is you're reformed gangster, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's good on you, man. Kudos to you, dude. Be proud of yourself for that and take a lesson from that in multiple ways. Anyone's listening to this. So tell us about this tour. Like what, what do you, what's, what do you plan on doing with it? Like, you know, this is how your second tour being a co-headliner with stuff pretty much because the first one you bought on to the rest of it didn't you pretty much
1: yeah yeah, uh, yeah so steph want to the
0: staff, when I say steph talk about flames god so this time around though it's a little bit different you're a little bit higher up on the card right you're you're an official co-headliner well, how's that feel
1: and it feels so much different uh than the first tour that i went on because all like i have uh, a support group under me i have a fan base now um i've got a lot of eyes on me i'm up four and oh how do you feel though how do you feel like, how's it make you feel like it's d- surreal. Like it, it's actually like being an artist and everything. Like I've always done the shows and I've done the work, but it's never felt like I was an actual artist until yeah, now. Dude. Like it feels like I'm actually doing the shit right. And I'm actually getting somewhere with it. You told me and you were upset with flames and I
0: too. Cause you all, you said like, I feel like I'm not a part of this. Like I I don't, and and, and that really hit myself. And I, I, I reciprocated that to stuff and when we were, you know, I, I never thought of it that way, but I, I we saw where you were coming from, right? And and I had offered you, and and you, you will be having his own headlining tour this summer. Rob uh, Tyler will Robin the plug, but like so, go from two thousand twenty one now 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 we're talking about your own headliner where you're the like full headliner, not support in twenty twenty four. Yeah, in the summer, I mean, like it doesn't feel like all this bullshit that you've been through all the trials and tribulations being jumped, uh, you know, just be all this, all this man, all the being ripped off. Do you feel like it's finally starting to like, you know,
1: get, Somewhere, like it's like. Do you feel it's finally that was all worth it? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I feel almost like almost like these things had to happen in order for me to develop into the artist you that said I'm it. Yes, sir. I said it in an interview, like you know, I would not
0: have what I have if if not it being a struggle and going through the struggles Uh, my Jeffrey Nothing, Jeff hatrix one of my dear friends and 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 mentors from Mushroomhead, the creator mushroom said, "You don't know peace until you've had suffering." Well, I've suffered, and once you you know someone like yourself once you've realized that right and you are you've realized that you're trying to find your peace same with flames and you know it, it, it becomes that's when you start to open your eyes right and, and then nothing else matters other than yourself you're not worried about the opinions of others and yada yada because what like do you get a lot of flack you know for just working with me and flames or like being white like tell us about that or are you pretty left alone like how does that work for you you know
1: i i feel like i feel like there's always like like directed at you like that yeah. you're seeing and
0: shit like that like you know blatant just hate
1: yeah there's always a tension there's always definitely a tension when i step into the room but i feel like a lot of times i just come in and i be myself and what i mean I can, online like
0: like all uh, right oh, right like getting hate mail all that shit calls, yes yes
1: 100 yeah. percent. i've been called every every name that you can possibly think of at that's when you know you're doing something though. And that's what I found out because the metal scene's a lot different. It wasn't as,
0: as, as fucking high school drama bullshit as, as this rap scene is. And I noticed though, this rap scene's literally nothing more than entertainment. There is no there's, no, there's no, there's no, there's no meat. There's no purpose other than entertainment for rap. And it is what it is, right? It's not how talented you are at all. It has nothing to do about talent. It's about who you know number one but it's also about how you separate yourself from others in terms of entertainment what's going to make people want to watch you
1: yeah what um, makes
0: you stick out yeah and, and that's unfortunate that It's like that but that's just the way it is so like what where do you see yourself and and oh you're from I'd like to thank McAlpine Metering for sponsoring this episode of From the Stash Podcast located at 10035 Johnsford Road, Southwest Beach City, 44608. Again, that's 10035 Johnsford Road, Southwest Southwest Beach City, 44608. My wine, uh, uh, Warm Stash Pie is the wine of the month. Maybe mention my name. You might get a little break. Who knows? You never know. Uh, once again, I want to thank those guys. I love all oh, y'all. Love you, Mel. Love you, Jeremiah. Now let's get on to the show, folks. Um, now, this day, October what is it? 8th, some shit like that. To, you
1: know, next year, 2024. I but- should just be coming off my own headlining tour. And hopefully when I come off that tour, I have a whole nother album lined up. Because right now I got a lot of music on the back burner and I don't plan on like slowing up as far as making music goes. Right. So I I, I just want to stay consistent. What um, did we do last night? Right. We went over, you know, the, the songs you'd like to release, release. One single we wanted.
0: We had 10 songs we went over and listened to and sat there, discussed it. What one? Why? And that, that's because what he just said, and, and that's the re- re- reason I'm bringing this up, like he has so much music compiled up and that's good because like as a band, we would go into a studio with 20 songs for, you know, a five song EP. And what I'm getting at is back to the entertainment thing. It don't matter what you like. It, that could be your favorite song, but 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 it, but if you're, you know, you have a study group or whatever, and they say it isn't, it's not, you're not putting that out. You shouldn't, you know, you want to hear, you know, what, what you want to put out what others are going to hear. Now, would you say that like, You're trying to find a genre or a niche, or you are you are you like what? It's I don't know how to ask this. Yeah, are you trying to find a genre or niche, or are you just kind of gonna go with the flow, or are you gonna stay your avant-garde self? Like, what? How do you? How how are you intending on handling that? Like, let's say one of them. Oh, I'm gonna fuck it. Anybody knows he's got some pop punk shit coming up. Let's say you release that, right? What if that blows and, 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 and that's all people want? Would you go straight or would you be like, no,
1: nah, fuck that. I still want to do other shit too. So I'd, I'd definitely pound at it harder. I got like four or five different genres. Oh, dude, if have 90, on. he's got 90. The dude's a fucking chameleon. So I just, I would just uh, focus more on that, but I would still make music in the other genres as well. The- the thing with you is they may be different genres, but you know, it's rubbing the plug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the similarity in all of it is, is it still me. Flames does a good job of that me. too,
0: with his genres, you know, flames of God does, you know, and you, and you, I mean, I personally, I think you, you've done it even more, uh, more, um, prestigious, prestigious, more, more prestigious than he has in all honesty in the terms of, you know, you, you've tapped into that. Like, I'm telling you guys, when you, you think machine gun Kelly and I mean this whole fucking heartedly, listen, that, that sounds like a shit taken by a toddler compared to what this man and what you know big part of that the producer you know that you work with so you know let's shout him out talk about him and how important a good producer is and somebody that's comfortable
1: yeah big shout out to justin kirkpatrick aka infinite capacity um I worked with him probably, or actually probably 2020, right before I met you. And where's and he out of? Like it? Me and Spiel. He's I'll put his links
0: and in, the, in the in I'll tell you what, guys. I'll put his links in the, in the uh, uh, bio. But go ahead.
1: But uh, I found him. I made one track. I was kind of iffy on it. I went and recorded my own stuff. Well, two years later, I came back, and. He's getting his master's degree and in in stuff. And it's that part when we were talking earlier about not listening. He was telling me certain things about, like, what I needed to do with that track that I was just fighting back on. So when I came back two years later, anything that he was suggesting, I was just going ahead with. Let's see what happens. And then I heard how it sounded. I heard what he was doing. And it made me It made me realized why he's getting a master's degree like put yourself in his shoes going to school like that and doing putting all that work in obviously you're going to be better than (laughs) the next guy right you know know, and that that's yes what he did any any good producer
0: they're going to tell you what to do. What after you release, like for instance, I'm very, very picky. Shout out Aaron Shone, my my brother, my 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 lover, my my, my partner. Uh, you know, he's my producer because he'll be like, Nah, James, you're going to do it this way. This just no, just give me a take of it so I can show you. Right. And then he showed me. I'm like, oh, you know, you want a producer that challenges you. You want a producer that challenges you to be better and better and better. And it's not satisfied with the one take. This one take bullshit. I swear. Flames, I swear. And he knows that I get so pissed at him. He goes in and does one take and it's fire. Right. take. Oh, one, I'm one, one, Yeah. But guess what? If you would have been a three take this would have three times the place, you know, and would you agree with that? Like in terms of, you know, because a lot of these rappers just go in and it's off their dome. You are totally different, right? You really write your shit. There's a whole process.
1: I write my shit out and And I I rehearse it vigorously before I get into this. And how important is that to you? Um, It's really important to me, but with, with working with Justin, you, they get inputs and um, another set of ears can change the whole dynamic of a song and you just got to be open-minded, even though I come in with this rehearsed, you know, I'm open to changing things. Right. And, and it's tough when
0: you've rehearsed a song for 20, 30, 40 hours, when you go in there and it's like, well, this is all, net, net, boom, you know? And the thing of it is, like you said, with this producer, fuck the degrees and all that shit. I've heard, I've heard it. And and it's, I mean, he, it's funny because I'd be like, oh, he should have done this, this, and this. It's like, he, he did, he did what I was, I was thinking too, and more, and He's, I, I, man, I'll tell you what, I, I listen, I, I, me personally, if I, if Aaron gets too busy or some shit like that, I know where I'm going, you know what I'm saying? And and that's just the truth. You know, you really talked him up. I, you know, you never talked producer up like that, you know? So now, uh, do you like, wh- do you, do you see yourself like, do you, what do you want to be? Do you want to do an artist? Do you want to label like, like where, 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 like, where is this end, man? Like what, what's the end goal with this dude? Like where like you know what I mean? What's the whole vision?
1: I just don't know yet, you know? I, I don't yeah. I, I just wanna be like I know that I don't want to stop being an artist anytime soon. It's something I, I wanna do being an old man. You're in your like, prime. You are just now in your prime. How old are you? Uh twenty-six. Twenty-six, yeah, it's
0: twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight is the prime of an artist. Uh you just hit your prime.
1: Yeah, and if I can feel it like being an artist feels so much different than it Damn, ever Damn, you are 23 has.
0: when we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You've grown immensely. Uh, like,
1: you know, when I was your age, bro, I was homeless. So, yeah. Even just the way I hold myself. Yes. And, and, like, um, I hold a full-time job. That's what I was about to say. I was literally just about to say that. So, yeah, just, you know, this everything musically I'm doing is on top of a job. So you got to think that's a, like you drove up here think about that. You yeah, drove all the way up here to
0: stay at my house after going to work, all that shit. You got to go to work tomorrow.
1: Yeah. I got to go work tomorrow and everything is way out of the way from West Salem. Everything is an hour, two hours away from where I live. But I, I, I feel like I make that sacrifice and that's what like makes you're driving hunger, man. Yeah. Listen,
0: and this is the thing. Authenticity shows. And, and that's what me and Flames have seen. I know that for sure. I could speak for Flames on that. Um, you are, you want this. You're hungry as hell. And you know, you can't be anything you want to be. Don't let anybody, kids out there, anybody listen. No, that's bullshit. No, you cannot. However, if you truly work hard at something and are authentic about it and are truthful about it, if it, within your means, right? Like, you know, like for instance, my mom can't be anything she wants to be. Like she couldn't come be a rapper, right? Let's be honest. She couldn't rap save her life. So my point being, not everybody's rapper, but you definitely are with your well, you know, recording artists. So with that being said, you just, you're relentless with it. And that's what you got. You got to have that relentlessness. You got to be, you got to be a motherfucking lion. You got to be willing to bite out your own fucking brother's neck if you want this. And then that's something you've shown. You've totally shown that. And that's why you, how many other artists are still around uh, from when you started with us to now? Maybe two. From, from two? the no crew. Two? Well, just overall. Just that you end up playing with seeing maybe two, three. Yeah. Ruger, Priest. Because even KB retired. Shout out KB. I miss you. I love you. Even she's done with the retired and Flames, but he don't count. So, you know, two. Yeah. Maybe yeah. three Ch- with Chubbs. Mari just came back. My point being that, I, like myself, I've been doing this 20 years. And I tell people this all the time. I look them in the eyes, I'm like, I'll be here in five years. Will you? Nah, you won't be. Just in the past three years, I probably worked close to a thousand artists, maybe, maybe, maybe a hundred of them are still. And my point being with that is it, you know, people are going to come and go. It's about that persistence, right? Because you're going to have shows with five people at it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have shows with 500.
1: And that's something that... Yeah, don't let that discourage you yeah. at all. I, I've I've been disappointed with turnouts at venues and stuff, but like I've never let that sway me from jumping on an opportunity because those are five different people well, and it's practice on the stage. Yep, It's the people that put it on a lot of times too,
0: right? Just because there's five people, that, that, that doesn't relate, that doesn't show... Uh, the the, promoter, the the person who booked it's bad and I fucking hate this shit. Stop, artists. It's your job to bring people. It is not the clubs. It's not the fucking promoters. It is not none of that. It's your job. You know, if you can't bring five people to a fucking show, you know, five to ten people to a fucking show like on a cons- like consistent basis when especially if you're in Walmart, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my face. Stop wasting my time. And that's, and that's just the way it is.
1: And that's something I actually recently learned is like, I can't expect people to just accept me. I need to bring people with me. And that's the thing about, I'd say nine out of 10 people here know you. So
0: that's my proxy bringing them for you and you're not even playing, but that's the point. You've earned that to the point of now it's Keeping not even you people. bringing people out. Those are people that will come out for you anyways. Now, yep. you know, so the, like, I do not want you to take offense out. There ain't nobody in West Salem to bring, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? You know, but like, you know, you've built your fan base. How's that been being a white man? Like, talk about that. Like, you know, how does that feel, first of all? Does it feel about it? Number one. Number two, has it been, do you feel like I know it's been a little harder for you because of that? And that's just the fact of it. And, and you know, it's just what it is. So, like, How's that? How's that been, man? Talk so, about that. Dude. So
1: it started off hard, like I said. I came from West Salem. Cause you're so, not, not to interrupt you. He's not what you call a wigger.
0: What? That's what they call a white dude that's trying to be um, quote unquote urban or hood. He's not like that at all. Yeah, he dresses nice and stuff like that, but he's not in his rap, nor do you carry himself like that. Sorry, continue. So,
1: so in my area it was hard. They weren't accepting it because they looked at me as uh, uh, you know. Well, as I'm somebody, talking like with this stuff. Yeah, you know. So it's it's hard in that and then so what i did is i came out i started coming out to the cities and trying to perform try and find my footing and man it i had to prove myself i had to work tooth and nail like like every time i came onto the stage it was it was a lot of tension you know they i better step up and perform good because Ain't nobody here just going to give it to me. I, I need to prove myself. Double hard. You got to yeah. work double hard, man. Double hard, And that's why. And rightfully I, so. That's why when I come onto the stage, I a lot of times I don't have the backtracks. So, you know, I want people to see what I'm bringing. What else don't you have?
0: 900 people on stage. Get your homies the fuck off the stage. Get them off. If they're not your hype man or they're not in a truck and track, get your homie off there. Because guess what? That homie, the same second you sign that deal, get that bag. He's going to be the one coming for your fucking head. And I swear to that. And I promise you that. And I'm tired of seeing it. But back to your point, we is white. Even me being who I am and do what I do. It's been, I am the only white promoter. I am the only white quote unquote booker. I am the only white management company out here. And that has been something that I have to thank flames of God for almost immediately just being boom. You know, accepted. I was accepted immediately into this, right? I mean, we like as we accepted you, but you know, it, it's it is definitely you know at first it was scary to me. It, it was daunting. It was like being the unicorn, the zebra. Right. But I, then I embraced it and looked at it from the eyes of them, right. A black person, how they feel on a daily basis and it put it into relativity. And I've learned, and I've asked those tough questions to my, my, my black mentors and friends because I wanted to know, I want to know. And, and so, you know, do you feel like you're accepted now? Do you feel like, you know, you validated yourself? Cause I can tell you right now, you sure the fuck have.
1: Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely still have a lot of proving myself. Oh, to do. of course, every absolutely. time I step on the stage, I, I I have to bring it. Well, you've got this market here. You know,
0: you've dominated it for the past three years. You know, along with Steph stuff. You know, and and so do you feel like with this tour, do you feel like you're going to have to work ten times harder than you did here because you're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, right? The, one of the homes of
1: hip hop. It's yeah. starting from square one. Are you all are you, are you just nervous? Are you nervous? No, I'm excited. I'm re- I'm really excited because it's going to give me that. It, that's always what's, drove me is is proving myself and like i you know this is what i'm bringing and i just want to show it to people i'm proud of you i'm excited and like i'm nervous for you i'm never
0: you know i um i've never been to atlanta um you know that's where my favorite artist rapper was was you know murdered king bunch llkv baby uh and and fuck little Durkia fed um you know and it's it's like y'all won't lie um we've canceled many shows in lorraine um and there's a tour date in Lorraine and uh, cause a lot of shootings and stuff, but I get a lot of threats from there. I had a diss song written about me, you know, not so long ago. And like, I'm not going to lie. I told Steph, like, I mean, if you want me to go, I'll go, but I'm not, you know, so I, well, I want to go to Ohio anyways, cause the money just ain't here for it. Now, do you think that, do you like, as it is now, who would you rank that you've been around? Give me your top five. Uh, of artists that you've worked with I know this is tough yeah. and hard I want it though yeah, I, I, I'm it, curious
1: That's tough I want five um, Three if you have to But I want five I'd definitely put Nicasso up okay, there Okay I agree uh, My producer Infinite Capacity Okay he, he doesn't really pursue rap So much as the producing side of things But when he does get on the track Man he just tears it what up he's a
0: musician too You know guitarist drummer All that shit So it's a little you know
1: So okay who else Um, Flames Flames okay. oh god Uh you got Lana. You got a uh, Mickey Baby. I, there's so much talent out here. Why, Mari, Like I've met so many yeah. artists that that really like. Ain't nobody got to talent Ohio got. Ain't nobody ain't close. It, it's 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 a it, it's been a pleasure like meeting all these different artists and developing touché. a friendship. Touché. Yeah, touché. I mean, you know, yeah. It's you know it's been
0: something for me that has been and maybe you can talk to it now being a white privileged male right it, it's been something with me now that i've realized that and i'm ashamed of that right it, it, i uh, do you feel any type of like now like an obligation like a like almost like a service to not just the black community but yourself and, and the future of of just humanity to does, is any of that in your head at all or do you has that never even crossed your head like did, did you're actually you're you're revolutionary
1: yeah like, this could you could be right yeah kind of rectifying like My ancestors' actions, basically. Right. It's not even so much like, see, I'll I'll say this. You know,
0: I wouldn't even say it to that in the sense of, you know, like the black sold the black you know, to us. Right. But I'll say this from the standpoint of what people think about white people. Right. In terms of, you know, how it's always been. You know, you're a part of the change and why it is starting to change. Like how did, how does that make you feel, honestly, man? Like, don't sell that short. Like, think about what I just said, the impact of that, dude. Like my daughter, right? She's gonna grow up in a little bit better of a world in terms of that quote unquote word racism. You know what I mean? Um so like seriously, like has that ever hit
1: your mind or is this the first time you've really
0: like thought? Like, that, oh my god. That's,
1: that's really the first time I've thought your about it. Your purpose is like bigger that. than than just your music. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, I've always I've always just
0: You're like, you're like one of maybe two white, you're lucky if there's another white person at those shows, right? But you, you know, you go up, you know, and these people love you, man. The, this, the urban, you know, these, 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 these people love you and they've taken you in their own. But like, how, how do you intend on using it as a tool to, to help, you know, better that uh, relationship between, you know, these races and and stuff? Or like, you know, is that something you're just kind of like, eh, I'm going to you know, kind of put Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, do what I do, and I and- You know, I never thought of it that deep, but you have to, right? Because that is what you're doing, and you are representing that, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. You know, not many white rappers, right? And, and don't say Eminem. I fucking hate that shit because he, that dude, was a closet rapper. But now, like with MGK. <laughs> I'd like to thank Folsom Audio for sponsoring this episode of Front Stash Podcast. Folsom Audio is a professional audio production company that specializes in recording, mixing, mastering, and editing. In fact, he is my intro, by the way. Uh, He's located in Salem, Ohio. His main focus is on hard rock and metal, but they work on any genre such as rap, country, acoustic, singer-songwriter styles. Folsom Audio is led by Brandon Folsom, an audio engineer and artist who is passionate about helping other artists. Their studio is small, but they produce a variety of sounds ranging from death metal to acoustic music. You can check out Folsom Audio on SoundCloud and YouTube. You can also check them out on Facebook. Once again, I'd like to thank Folsom Audio for sponsoring this episode of Stash Podcast. Now, back to the fucking show, folks. another white rapper. I mean, you know, Caskey stuff like that. I'm talking like actually like huge like, you know, name one. You can't. I mean, Post Malone ain't a rapper. No. Tom McDonald ain't. I mean, I don't know what the fuck that is, but, you know, so it. it's like who you know, like, do you aspire to like one day have that Billboard chart song or are you content with just making just enough to get by?
1: I would love to. I would love to hit billboards. And that's definitely the goal. You could. But I mean, ultimately, I'm just I'm just going to make music and like what comes of it comes of it. I'm just doing what I love. So if I got to hold a full-time job through this whole thing, like, I will. But I'm still going to be pursuing music the whole time. So one major artist, if you could do a feature with them, who would it be? Like a,
0: a We're t- talking major. Don't give me one of these tokens. You know? oh, I'm talking yeah. major. Major, major. Like, be, like, like mainstream
1: major. Who would it be? Yeah, I feel... See, I feel like Lil Wayne might be a little okay. too old by the time. But no, I'm just saying hypothetically, right? Uh, you know, if right now we could get the feature. Lil Wayne? Yeah, Lil Wayne. Why?
0: May I ask? A big influence.
1: Okay. On me okay. At, at you know, age. yeah, I,
0: you know, I was into one. He was like 14 years, and the hot boys, the hot boys, we on fire. Um, go DJ. That's my DJ. And then, uh, you know, that you, you. <laughs> so that's interesting. You know, if I, I'd say if I could pick one, be Post Malone. If I had to pick a mainstream artist, it'd be Post Malone for sure Um, or six, nine. But he's not mainstream because he doesn't fucking uh, the billboard, you know, won't allow him on there and shit. But um, we'll wrap this up here close to, uh, you know, almost 45 minutes. Um, And don't worry, there will be another segment of this. But, you know, my whole intent on this is to start to get, you know, his press and media uh, you know uh, resume build up but also start you know talking about him and, and getting you know it out there And you guys can expect more interviews I know you guys miss them and want them and I just fucking hate doing them because I had all famous people and shit like that and I just don't give a fuck about half of them these are people that I do care about yeah I may not get as many views and shit like that but I just don't give a fuck but remember you can support the podcast for 99 cents a month 4.99 a month or 9 99 a month I really appreciate if you do and those who do mwah, love you you don't have to don't feel obligated um, is there any last words or anything you want to say um i'm gonna put all your links down in the bottom and you know you can catch them on tour uh with with you know myself being a tour manager the you know cancel culture tour um but what you know is there anything else you want to sign off advice or like what would you say what's
1: your final words here i i'd just say like tune in like like watch watch what i'm doing and and take away what you can from it uh buy my merch <laughs> yeah yeah and you'll be able to find again i'm gonna put his links down below so you ain't gotta blah 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 them
0: um and it's been a pleasure, man. And I just want to say a couple of things, dude. I love you. I appreciate, you know, I'm not going to say it's publicly. I'm sick. We'll just put it that way. I appreciate your friendship, your understanding, your um, your camaraderie. I, you know, you know me, I, I don't talk to many people. Like in terms out I, I can consider you a brother or friend. So I love you and appreciate you for that. And I'm very thankful for you, man. Um, you know, and thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we This has been a long time coming.
1: Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you man you you really you really kicked off this journey for me and you've helped me a lot along the way so yeah well I'd you love have two, man you
0: have too, man more than you know well hey listen this is uh james davis McAllister, your host of from the stash podcast and uh <sighs> support you know the sponsors shout out our beer our our the, our brand beard products shout out to Castle clothing shout out uh litchat.com shout out spotify shout out full audio shout out Alpine Metery. um again you know you'll hear the ad reads throughout and if you notice guys i took out the um the uh ad reads for uh, anchor and spotify if you didn't notice that so you guys wouldn't have to listen to that shit because i know you don't give you want to hear it but thank you so much and uh I'll be back with you soon. I promise. You can hold me to that. If I if I'm not if I don't have another episode after this one within a week, unsubscribe for me, block this shit, everything. All right, you hear me? All right. I'm out, guys. I love each and every one of you.